Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome in to We're Ready with Mary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. He is our spiritual personal coach and Bible scholar guru. <laughs> he keeps us abreast of where everything that I call out the Bible is located. So he is a great guy to have around, right? Anywho, I'm waiting on Michael to call in, but I wanted to tell you all that I'm so happy and very, very thankful and grateful for all of your support weekly, daily. Our numbers are just out the roof. <laughs> we have hit 200,000 listens already, and we just started. I just started the show back in September, so I'm very, very excited about um, all of you guys who are telling everybody about the show, who are listening to the show, and going through the archives and listening to the old shows. And I would love to hear your feedback, so please email me at Loretta at LorettaMcNary.com. That's Loretta at LorettaMcNary.com. Or find me on Facebook at Loretta McNary. Um, and then it's like the Roman numeral two because the other page is very, very full. So, And also like us on Facebook, Loretta McNary Show. We re- really appreciate it. That way you can keep up with all the breaking news, celebrity interviews, pictures um, of everybody <laughs> are on there. We share other amazing news as well as what's going on that we hear about it that we know would inspire you, engage you, educate you, entertain you, and help you just feel good about everything. I also wanted to take this moment to kind of do like a self-plug again. <laughs> I'm actually hosting my very first 
Health and Fitness Fair. Yes, Pink Eagles Incorporated and the Loretta McNary Show are hosting a free community health and fitness fair on Saturday, July 27th from 9 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. And we are inviting you to help us sponsor this event, um, either as a volunteer, financially, or just, you know, coming to get your blood pressure checked, having your cholesterol checked, having your vision screened, or having a dental screening. All that will be available for you free at no cost. We're also collecting and we'll give away school supplies. So we have a school supply drive going on, and that part of the Health and Fitness Fair is being sponsored by Dorcas number 92, Eastern Star, I-S-A-M-M and O-E-S. So they'll be there um, collecting and giving away school supplies, and it will be held. This is a big question, huh? Where will it take place? Excuse me. Well, it will be held at the Ridgeway Assembly Church, which is located at 3150 Ridgeway in between Mike Arnold and Mount Moriah. Very easy to find. Very easy to find. So come out, have a good time. There'll be face painting, probably some bouncy jumping things. (laughs) Also, every 30 minutes there will be a fitness demonstration, either yoga, aerobics, or Zumba. We'll have fitness instructors there. We'll have personal trainers there to help you with that. We'll have um, the Red Cross will be there. Um, the nurse, nursing of Memphis is a staffing, medical staffing program that's here. They will be there doing the cholesterol screening. So, And all of this is free. So hopefully you'll come out. You'll have a good time. You know, invite the families like their last. Um, weekend before school starts. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be fun, fun, fun. We'll have, you know, it'll be outside, so there'll be a ton of things to do and see. You can bring your picnic basket because it'll be outside. Ridgeway Assembly has a beautiful ground, so you can uh, take advantage of having people together and get to meet other people, go to all the vendors and see what's going on. So we're very, very excited about our very first health and fitness fair coming up Saturday. July 27th, you can also at Loretta at Loretta McNary for more information or go to our Pink Eagles Incorporated Facebook page and information will be available there as well. Um, There's so much going on. As you know, here in Mississippi County, the schools will start August the 5th. Registration is July 30th. So we'll make sure that we get all the kiddies back in school really amazingly valuable um, education. So we're waiting on Michael Farmer to call in that we will have our discussion. Um, he chose a great topic, and it's, living, it's called Living by Godly Wisdom. Living by Godly Wisdom. And he will explain that, what that means, how it looks, and how you can, um, how you can do that. So thing that's going on with the Loretta McNary Show, we are pitching the show to some major networks, looking forward to national syndication, working on some things for Pink Eagles, partnering with Girl Scouts of America, of the heart of the South, um, to help the girls become, you know, socially, socially um, sufficient so they can take care of themselves and, you know, really be a great productive citizen. We're teaching them leadership development as we also teach them entrepreneurial training and philosophy philanthropic training as well. So Michael is joining us. Everybody, welcome Michael Farmer to Tuesdays. Loretta McNair presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Hi, Michael. Hey, Loretta. How's it going? It's going well. How about with you? Well, you know what's man? going? 
Right, well, you know it's going warp speed over here, so we're trying to keep the speed up, hoping it don't slow down. <laughs> no time. <laughs> I know it, but I was like, okay, we're going to do the show. Let's let's make some stuff happen because people look forward to um, hearing the show. Our listenership, and I open with that, is up. Um, Just the numbers are out of the roof. I'm so excited about all the people that really listen to the archives because Block Talk, there's one thing they're really good at is reporting those numbers. So I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm happy, happy, happy about our numbers. Well, that's good. I'm glad everyone's excited about it. And, of course, you know, I, I'm quite sure you already gave an introduction about what the topic is going to be about today. Mm-hmm. Walking in, walking in godly wisdom. So that's that's one of those uh, areas that we need more and more, especially in the times in which we're living. Yeah, and I actually said living by godly wisdom, but if you're walking in it, then you're living it. So, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, same thing, yeah. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Six in one hand, yeah. half a dozen in another. All right. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. So I'm excited. I want to hear about it. And I know you're going to tell us where the scriptures are to support what we're talking about. As always, I told them that you were my um, biblical scholar guru. <laughs> you make me look good. Oh, I don't man, where the a, hey, is. hey, guru is some tall shoes to feel. So no, I'm just, I'm just an obedient well, servant. That's that all I can me. say to myself. You are that to me, that's for sure. <laughs> Anytime you can tell me where it's found every time consistently, then that makes you a guru in my life. So, okay. So let's talk about how, first of all, tell me what was the deciding factor for you? Because you were really excited. You sent me a text message like Sunday saying, hey, this is our topic, Walking in Godly Wisdom. Was there something that triggered it or something? Um, tell me about that process, how you came to our topic. Today. Well, it's actually a topic I actually wrote about about four years ago, and I had the opportunity to uh, teach it uh, about a month ago on a, at a Friday night Bible study that I did, and I didn't really finish uh, what I wanted to say because of time, because of the time constraints that we had. So, but then with everything that's going on now, and everybody looking at you know for answers here and answers there, and we got panels here and panels there, and everybody trying to decide on you know what's the right course of action to take. But, of course, one that I mentioned about this kind of been hanging around my heart for a while is the one about the uh, about the 20 million, 20-plus 20 billion fatherless children that we have in this, in this country. And when you, when you look at those numbers, I mean, that's, I don't think panels can come up with answers for that. I said we, we need God's wisdom on how to, how to deal with something that huge, you know, a problem. And, and they can say it pretty much using the word epidemic. Well, that was one of the catalysts for it, but it's been something that I actually worked on, like I said, several years ago, and I think it's just appropriate now to kind of talk about what it is versus worldly wisdom. And that's what we're going to talk about today, you know, those, what those characteristics are, and then we're going to talk about the progression of it as well, uh, the, world's, the world's wisdom and then virtue God's wisdom. And, of course, God's method of operation is totally different from ours. Uh, with that said, uh, I know you got your Bible already open. I think you can read my mind like that. Yeah, tell me what page to turn to. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny when I hear people say that. I don't hear it as no, often it, as I uh, used to, though. Well, it's, it's, it's going to turn to Proverbs 3 and 19. That's where we're going to start at today. Proverbs okay. 3 and 19, I'm going to show you what I mean, the difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. 
I'm getting them All right, here. Proverbs 3 and 19, you said? Yeah. I'm actually doing the old-fashioned way today. I'm not on my laptop or my iPhone trying to find the scripture. I'm actually in a Bible, a hard copy holy Bible. Oh, that's good. And I always, I always recommend that you don't don't throw don't throw that away because you need to. There's, as, as I said, there's always something uh, special about you know your hands touching paper. I did mm-hmm. so don't so so make sure if, even if you listen, make sure you keep up with that. Mm-hmm. And never replace paper for something that's electronic because if your power go out, now you don't have anything to refer to. So oh, yeah, and this is something, off. like you said, about having a physical Bible. I use it as my family Bible. I keep my important papers. This is a huge one. I keep my important papers in there, and I just love having it open so I feel like God's Word is always going in and out throughout my house, my home, protecting us and covering us, so I always keep them open, so. I would never, you know, put it up and let it collect dust. <laughs> so, okay, so, I'm here. So, are you there? Oh, yeah, I've been I, here. I know, I'm I starting at verse 19. And, of course, it actually goes always starts way way back up at verse 1. But um, let me see. Well, I start at 13, back up to 13. Okay. And it says, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof of fine gold. And if you, you drop down to verse 19, and then it says, the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding he hath established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. Now, most people think that you attain wisdom going in the opposite direction. You get you get information, you have, then you have knowledge of that information, and then you have understanding, then you get wisdom. Well, that's not how it works with God. God starts with wisdom and then breaks it down, coming from wisdom all the way down to knowledge. So do you see the difference there? Yeah. I want you to say it again. I was almost, I was like, okay, the phone's ringing. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay. So one Michael is, because he's, he's at his business location, and, of course, you know, he has to uh, maintain his open hours and take care of his customers because that is something that he prides himself on, providing excellent customer service every time for every customer. So he has been reading from Proverbs third chapter. Um, he started with thirteen, read fourteen, and then went over to nineteen. So and it's talking about God's wisdom and how things were established. He was going to tell us, you know, how the flow of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding works within um, the kingdom and how we can relay it and apply it to our earthly lives. So he'll be with us momentarily to finish that conversation, but. Um, and, you know, he kind of prefaced this conversation when he was saying he, he'd heard those numbers because, you know, everybody knows that Oprah is doing this, um, I guess these segments or documentary on fatherless um, sons and motherless daughters or children. And he's quoted that there are like 20 million um, fatherless children in the United States of America. So people are talking about it. And for me, people quote those numbers all the time and quoting numbers, 
I can understand the value on one hand, but on the other hand, what are we going to do about it? I'm tired of you telling me the numbers. I know the numbers. I see the, you know, the results of having that number that high. But what can we do about it? How can we, um, and the Bible talks about turning the father's heart back to the sons and turning the sons, the children's heart back to their father. So if that's mentioned in the Bible, then that means it's truly, truly important, and then God has addressed it. So there is a way. There is a solution to this problem. And, Again, like I said, I understand people quoting numbers, but I'm so tired of hearing numbers. What are we doing about it? What? How can we fix this? How can we make this better? And so hopefully we'll have some information that we can um, glean from this conversation to help us to begin to apply solutions to our to this problem. And, of course, it's going to be with some training and definitely with providing jobs that allow people to really take care of their families above the poverty line. So because when you can actually work and earn your money and be able to take care of your children, that gives you a sense of pride and a sense of purpose. So I I definitely believe that making sure that fathers and mothers, but we're talking about fathers, have access to good jobs and good benefits and that they're trained to um, provide those job services to their employer so they can earn um, better wages. And we should look at that. We really should. So, And then salute, you know, those fathers who are doing it because, unfortunately, <laughs> you you know, I'll, I have that argument as well. Why should we salute people for doing something they're supposed to do? Well, when you have so many odds against you and all you hear about are those fathers that are not doing anything, then it helps the fathers who are to feel, you know, it, it just shows that more some fathers are doing it. And I think more fathers are taking care of their children than are not. And I don't know if it's me looking through my rose-colored glasses or because I really want that, but, you know, it is, as they say, it is what it is, and I hate saying that, but that's what I'm saying right now. So there's a way. This this is not something that cannot be done. There is a, there is a way, but we all have to collectively, collectively help solve this problem to get our um, fathers back with their children. And a lot of it is going to just be some basic things about, you know, with mothers um, allowing the fathers to be, in their child's life and not taking it personal because it's not about us, it's about the children. So the conversations will have to be had as well as those, you know, with parental training, parental um, support. So we just got to have those conversations if we're going to turn this thing around. So we're waiting on Michael Farmer to come back to our conversation to lead us through our discussion. His topic that he chose today is walking by godly wisdom. And I had put a little um, curve on it. I said living by golly wisdom, but we'll have that conversation when he comes back. If not, we may have to um, continue it next Tuesday. But either way, we are here to make sure that we do things decent and in order and that we entertain you, educate you, inspire you, and encourage you to be your best self and to be all that you can be because you have the power within. You were created with greatness, and you have greatness in you. So there's nothing that you can do with hard work, dedication, tenacity, faith, prayer, forgiveness, and helping other people as well. So what we're going to do, because I think Michael um, probably has a customer that he really has to help because it's, you know, he does a lot of uniforms for schools, and it is back-to-school time. So let's see 
if he's going to be able to continue the conversation or if this is something that we may have to move on for next Tuesday. Michael, are you back with us? I don't know whether you saw it or not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you hung up and you came back. So, okay. Yeah. So we're ready. Okay, so, well, before we left, we're dealing with that Proverbs, what, 3 and 19 scripture? Mm-hmm. Because uh, what I call the, the progression of wisdom, the world's way is you start with information and work your way up to wisdom, and you basically do that through experience. Where God's way is that you start with wisdom, which is you start with him, and then you work your way down to understanding that, that full full ram of what he wants done. As we always talk about, his his uh, method of operation is that he declares the end from the beginning. So when he speaks, you know, it's in his mind it's completed. Now it's now as I say eternity time has now had to keep catch up with eternity and it now begins to manifest. But that's what it means to walk in godly wisdom is basically doing it his way. So now do you see the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it now. As, as opposed to just, you know, educating ourselves on a particular subject or situation and using that information and saying that's wisdom, which, of course, if you do it enough times and you really get the understanding of it, of that knowledge. Exactly. But God's yeah. wisdom is his way, and it's a, you can get it. Anybody can get it. And you don't have yeah. to, like, Work for it. You can pray for it, and he will give you wisdom every day. And I pray for wisdom every day. I pray for wisdom for me, my sons, my family. I try to cover everybody that I know and that's associated with me one form or the other. And that is definitely, Lord, I pray for wisdom every day, every day. So the progression of wisdom, and as I like to say in the kingdom, and when I talk, I believe in talking about the kingdom. Uh, we, Of course, we live in this natural world. We're in it, but we shouldn't be of it or we're not from it. Uh, we're from somewhere completely, uh, as I like to say, you know, pristine and as a maker and a creator that's, that's sitting on gold to give us instructions on how to operate in this world that he himself created. But sometimes we like to try to figure it out. Keep it, uh, try to figure out on our own, and you can do that over time, or you can do it right off the bat. And go to go to Matthew seven. Kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm being entertained too by my grandson. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm so fascinated with him. But I'm listening to you too. Okay. So Matthew seven. Let me find a good starting point here. Matthew seven. It's in the verse New two. Testament. Verse twenty. Look at look at verse twenty. We'll start at verse twenty. Matthew seven. Verse twenty. Okay. And it says, Wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. That's what that's what wisdom is talking about, and he's going to clarify himself here in a minute. Uh look at verse twenty two. That not many would say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? No, that's a good thing. In thy name have we cast out devils? That's a good thing. 
and thy name, and thy name, thy many wonderful works. All, all of those things are good. He said, then I will profess unto I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Now, why would he make such a statement after all these wonderful works they just declared, you know, before him? Well, look at verse 24. He says, therefore, and we, I know we always talk about what therefore is therefore. It's there to explain <laughs> what he just said. He says, so therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rains ascended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock, or its foundation was built upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, floods came, the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it of that house. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So that's what I mean by walking in godly wisdom, is doing things the way that he has instructed you to do them. Okay. And and sometimes the only way you can get that is it's one-on-one, face-to-face, direct, Directly from him, and that's where that's where faith really begins, because faith uh, comes from hearing and hearing by the word. And what as we talked about this past week, the word there in that context means rhema of God. That means it's spoken directly to you by Him. It's a revelation directly from heaven to you from Him. And if you dare to operate on what He's instructed you to do, then that's when you begin to see the fruit. As he's saying, we started that whole conversation that you would know them by their fruit. So if if so if, so if you are if the fruit of your life is produ- is always producing nothing but evil evil things, that means that you're not doing what he's instructed you to do. Because you back up to verse seventeen, he said, even so, every good tree that bringing forth good fruit, but a, a corrupt tree bringing forth evil evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cut down and cast into the fire. Verse 20 then says, Wherefore, by their fruit shall you know them. So it is by people, the things that people do and the results you see in their lives is how you should know people. Mm. Because it, it's usually and, you know, because that usually, is how we know them, yeah. And and usually, you know, what you see, you know, is is the real person, you know. But sometimes you look at all the trappings or the accoutrements of all the all the things they have, but, you know, see, see what they are, you know. It's, and I just talked to someone about this about a month ago, and he had all these wonderful ideas and saying he was this and he was that. I said, man, but look, you, I mean, you... You you have nothing. You don't have anything. Your relationship with your entire family is strained. You have nothing. You literally have nowhere to stay. You have no transportation. You don't have a job. But you 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 talking like that everything's going fine in your life. No, your fruit is saying something totally different. So I'm going to know you by your fruit. 
become, yeah. become good food, in, food inspectors. You know, that's what people say. And if you do those things that God has instructed you to do, he said, you're going to be a tree that brings forth good food. And like, I said, I don't want to belabor that point, but go to uh, go to the book of James, James chapter uh, 1, and we're going to talk about the, the source of wisdom, where wisdom actually comes from. We know godly wisdom comes directly from God and his word, whether it be, you know, written, spoken, or revealed. That's his wisdom that he's, he's given unto us. That's true. That's right. So James chapter 1. Hello, James. Verse number two. That is a great chapter. Great book. James, James chapter 1, verse 2. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that, too. That was my first scripture that I learned by memory in the in the book of James. What are you getting ready to say now? Hmm? Wait, hold on. Talk, talk radio. Blog talk radio. I, I, I can link to you. Okay. <laughs> so for okay. those um, looking for James still, you have a little more time. Uh, of course, it's in the New Testament, and it is after Hebrews, and it is right before the book of Peter. So, And it says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into divers of different temptations. Why should we count it all joy? He says, because knowing this, that the trying of your faith will get patience. So... So when you fall into divers temptations, we know that our faith is being tested or tried. So don't we we don't have to panic when when temptations come. Just don't yield to the temptations. It's just coming to test you. It's coming to it's coming to try your faith. It's, it's coming to to see what fruit you're going to bear. It's going to see what what your works can be burned up in this temptation of God. Well, where they stand firm. Look at verse 4. It says, but let patience have her perfect or complete work, that she may be perfect or complete and entire, wanting or lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed, or let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So he's just given us, you know, how we can get God's wisdom. And it's so simple. He said, just ask him. Mm-hmm. He said, but, but if you ask, ask in faith. I mean, ask because you really want his direction. And don't, don't ask because you're in a bind. And and when you get out of his bind, you're not gonna have anything to do with him. And that's the that's the prevailing mindset of of, of Christendom or who they think God is. You know, he's 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 only there to get you out of a bind. No, he's there to to instruct you how to live. Not just get you out of the binds and 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 don his Santa Claus suit and give us what we want. And when we get what we want, we we just take off and leave. As we say, as we say in the world, we. We love him and leave him. No, he's, you know, he can't be played like that. So if you really want God's wisdom, 
asking. He said he's going to give it to you liberally, and he won't even uh, chastise you for asking him for it. He said, but if you're going to ask, he said, ask in faith with nothing wavering. You can't have it in the back of your mind. Soon as I get it out of this, man, I, I'm, I'm back to my old ways again. Well, he just identified you in verse number eight, says that you are unstable. <laughs> so if you come to God in your state of un- instability, looking for wisdom, just believe you're not going to get it. So he, so he, he, he'll let you go the world's way of getting wisdom through trial and error. And sometimes you run out of time in trial and error because you get to the end of your, you get to the end of your road and you have nothing. You have no works stored up in heaven, and you have no fruit visible in your life in the earth. Do you do you want that? Do you want to take that gamble? Do you want to take that route? Some people want to take that route, but I've always been the type of person I want to go the best way. And sometimes the best way is not the straight way. <laughs> and nor is it the easiest way. It's not the easy way. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's seldom the easiest way. So that's what. So that's what it means to walk in godly wisdom. Now, go to Romans chapter five. Romans chapter five. And we we talked about this. We talked about this once before a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about how to manage disappointments. Mm-hmm. Okay, Romans chapter 5. Yep, Romans chapter 5. Or we can, or we can get wisdom through experience. So you, you choose which way you want to get it. I want to get, I want to get wisdom directly from the wisdom source. I don't want it. It, it. it doesn't have to be. I want it. I want it imparted to me. I don't. I don't have to acquire it. <laughs> I know. Me too. I want it to be from a lesson learned, imparted. not all the time. I want it imparted. Yeah. And as, as people say, you know, you know, experience is the best teacher. Well, no, experience is the most convenient teacher. That's 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 what we give in to because we think that we can only learn things through experience. No, not really. You know, some things you can learn as we just talked about. You know, ask God, and He'll give it to you literally. I mean, He wants to give you a little bit. He's going to pour it out on you and show you what to do. But once you get the wisdom, make sure you act upon it because yeah. you want to be that person that builds his house upon the rock and. And that's what a wise man does. A wise man is one who acts upon wise sayings. Mm-hmm. And remember, I'm talking. Cool. And remember, I'm, and, and remember, I'm talking in the, in, the, in the context of of the kingdom and not the world. Now we're going to show you how to how to get. You can get another way. You can attain with them. Verse three says, and not only so, we glory. And tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So I, so so, do you want to get your patience through tribulation? Or you want to get it through faith? Uh, faith through faith. So, so, 
so 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 faith can also give you patience. We just we just showed you in that in that last verse over in the book of James how these things come to try your faith, and that and that is what develops your patience. Let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. So knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope, and hope making not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Now that's that's another way that you can get you can get wisdom. You can choose you can choose the path. You can choose the path of it. And God has no problem with it. The problem he has with it is when you start getting it the world's way. And yeah. let's go back let's go back to the book of James. James is like it's one of those one of those short, powerful short, powerful mm-hmm. books, man. And it's it's just it's it's chock full of just Powerful information, and that really is not just a deep theological book. It's, it's practical things that open your eyes to, <laughs> open your eyes to it. And I guess you saw it because you know they say this this is the journey that was the brother of Jesus, the natural brother of Jesus in the earth. And of course, he stepped out into and received uh, his brother. This thing you receive your brother as your Lord and your Savior. You know, you got to be sold out to do that. <laughs> you already know it. Yes, that is true. Okay, here we go. Out of it, let me see. Oh, here it is, verse 13. So who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you that him show out of a good conversation or a good lifestyle his works with meekness of wisdom? He said, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your heart, glory not and lie and lie not against the truth. He said, this wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. But where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So now he he just gave you the he just gave you the qualities or the characteristics of worldly wisdom and how you can attain to this worldly wisdom. This is right there this is right there in those verses. He said, So so by their fruit you should know them. So you know that if, if you if, if there's bitter envy and strife in your heart he said he says glory not, don't don't glory in that and he said don't and lie not against the truth. He said because that is earthly Sensual and devilish wisdom right there. And when you're walking in this condition of envy and strife, he said it's going to only lead to confusion and every work will turn out to be evil. And the word evil is is simply just the opposite of good. So when you think of evil, don't think about, you know, zombies walking around and all that. That's not evil. You can be Mm -hmm. evil without being disobedient. When you're, when you're disobedient, you're evil. And you're envying, it's an evil work. When you're in strife, that's an evil work. 
lying against the truth. That's an evil work. So it's, it's, it's being plain and laid out, and I'm, that's why I'm really just taking my time with this today. Because you can you can get a hundred people together and and you can get a hundred different opinions about a particular matter, or you can go to the to the true source of wisdom and say, okay, God, I really need to know how to do this. I need to know how to work this out. I need to know how to do this venture that you say you you wanted me to do. I need you to show me how to do this. I need you to tell me how to do this. And if you're sincere about it, the word says that he will he'll give it to you and he'll give it to you liberally. And then so so now we, we, we just identified what the characteristics of uh, the characteristics, I'm sorry, of earthly wisdom. And it's what? Jealousy. It just means in the strife just means selfish ambition and you're always contending with someone. Arrogant, I mean, it's arrogant, and it lies against the truth. Those are the qualities of world, worldly wisdom. Jealousy, envy, strife, glory not, and lying against the truth. Those yeah, are the four and confusion, yeah. Those are the four characteristics. Now, what it does, when now all of this actually it produces confusion in every evil work. Now, let's look at the qualities of godly wisdom. Look at verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first what? Pure. That word pure means undefiled or holy. So when he when he's giving you wisdom from above, he's telling you, okay, now you be holy. Why? Because I'm holy. That's the death of First order of the day is <laughs> that you that you're living a holy life to operate in godly wisdom. He said first, I mean, he, he identified it. He didn't. This is the only one. He didn't. He didn't mention that in the word of wisdom. But this he said, the wisdom from above is first of all what pure, mm-hmm. undefiled, and holy. That's in spirit, soul, and in body. So you're undefiled and what? Spirit, soul, and body. It says the word actually means just purity. Then it's first of all peaceable. It says then peaceable. The word peaceful, peaceful means just just free from strife. And we just talked about what strife is. Strife is selfish ambition, selfish ambition, and contention. Always contending with something or somebody. I say blue. You say those <laughs> <laughs> I say green, you say lime. I say six, you say half a dozen. Just all I means just always, just always contending. Just, you gotta just, you gotta put up a fight against it, any and everything. That's what, that's what, that's what strife does. So it's, next of all, it's free from strife. Next of all, it's gentle, and actually, the gentle in this context means patience. It also means to forbear. And now when you talk about patience, patience deals with people and things. I'm sorry, it's just opposite. Patience deals with things and circumstances. Long-suffering deals with people. 
So it's gentle. It's patient. It's forbearance. I mean, it's, it's, it's willing to give up its rights to keep the peace. Now, how many people know do that, Lauren? <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on that question. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm laying it out, and of course, you you can go back and you know and study these in your own own time. And then it said it is easy to be entreated. I mean that it has mm-hmm. a willingness to yield. Willingness to yield. That's and so. That's what it means. Easy being treated. So all those kind of go hand in hand. So and these all when you think about it, all these are basically just attributes of love. When you think about it, that's true. Yeah. And then the next one is full. What's that? Full of mercy and good fruits. I mean that you're merciful means that you that you alleviate the consequences of of wrong. If someone wrongs you, you alleviate the consequences of that wrong. Well, if you want to obtain mercy, you have to do what? Show mercy. Yeah. And that's and that is even mentioned. That's one of what we call the beatitudes. Bless are the merciful. What happens to the merciful, Loretta? Let's see if you if you got your Bible. You got your Bible. <laughs> Who you had on today? You know, I'm gonna go back over here to Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to cheat. <laughs> well, well it's, it's, it's one of the easy ones because that was the one that's blessed out the most with for they shall obtain mercy. So that's, that's yeah. one of the easiest ones. Yeah, but I wanted to give you the whole thing because I, I mean, the D attitudes, <laughs> I love them. And you know what? That's chapter 5 in Matthew. See, I'm good with this Bible, I tell you, Mike. It might take me a little longer than some scholars, but I, I can get there. I can get there, and I'm going to tell them that that's verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. So that's why I'm giving you the the, the, uh, characteristics and giving you the definition of each one of them. That way you can have it. No, that gives practicality to it. So, yeah, so which makes it easy to apply when you know how practical they are and, and you break it down like this. It makes it very easy to apply in our everyday life. Yes, it does. And then the next one is what? Full of mercy and good fruits. That means that you're fruitful or you're productive in good works. And we talked about that earlier. You know, you, you, you know them by their fruit or you know them by the things that they produced in their lives. That's how you, that's how you know people. Now, sometimes you don't know all the all the inner workings of it, but that's 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 how you get an opportunity to know them. The next one is without partiality, and of course that's that that's actually the opposite of righteousness when you do a complete study of that. But it means that it's indistinguishable, or it's free from regard. Okay. So if you're in a room of so, so, so if you're in a room of a hundred people, that means that you would, you can't look at either one of those people and try to size them up. You're going to treat them the same, regardless of who they are. 
from the person from the from the speaker to the server. <laughs> that's good, and, and and I don't know how many people can honestly say that's what they do. Oh no, that's, and I I and, and, I pray to do that. I do want to see people how God sees them, not how I want to yeah. categorize them. And but you know something, and I always say that that you know I I think it's one of the it's one of the biggest. It's the to me it's the if they call the what's it the the pink elephant in the room or the eighty pound eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. <laughs> uh, Christianity is there, but we just don't want to deal with it, and we are very notorious for being partial. So anytime you know that you are showing partiality, then you know you're not walking in godly wisdom. That's what true. does God show partiality? What does God show partiality to us? God is, God is so impartial that when his own son became sin, he had to allow him to die. Oh. Yep. That's that's just how impartial our God is. So so he's not asking us to do anything that he hasn't done. That's that's what makes him righteous. That's what makes him faith in the word righteous. Another synonym for righteousness is fair. And then the last one it says no, it's not last answer and without hypocrisy. It means that you're genuine and you're unpretentious. As we say in this time, I, I guess they, I don't know what they still say it's or not, you know, for slogging. I don't know what term that the young people use it now for. People who are fake and phony. But without hypocrisy means that you are simply genuine and unpretentious. All those are the characteristics of godly wisdom. And another uh, uh Synonym for that is sincere, sincerity, that you're sincere with everything that you do. So when you're walking in godly wisdom, it's first of all pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's reasonable, it's merciful, it's fruitful, it's impartial, and it's sincere. And then he closes it out. Really well, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Mm-hmm. James a bad boy. James is yeah. a bad boy. <laughs> 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 it is. So, so, what? so it's, 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 this is one of those things that you no, know, today I, I just want to just take my time today and. And just lay it out there, you know. We, you know, I, it, it, it's good to sit down and listen to those things, and I basically see them as entertainment, you know, for me. Because even with any situation that you run into, there's a root to that all, and if you don't deal with the root, then the problem just continues to be perpetuated. Yeah, if you don't deal with so, the root, that's true. So, so it's just so, so we we can. For the next 500 years, we we can throw, we we can put a Band-Aid over a bullet wound as as, as long as we want. But at some point, you're going to have to administer true healing to what's going on. And the only way you can do, and, and as I said, you know, and when I notified you the other day, you know, that's a God-sized problem. For instance, if there's a God-sized problem, that means that 
you know, man's efforts have been futile up to this point, then let you know it's a God-sized problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not one of those things yeah. that can be solved with money and not those things that can be solved with natural resources. Now, it definitely can't be solved with time because we'll, be, we'll, we'll run out of time trying to get it solved. So that's, you know, that's when you have to just, we have to just lay down all about knowledge, all about earthly wisdom that we've attained that we learn through experience and patience and all that and say, okay, Lord, show us what we need to do. Absolutely. And he's referring to, as we were talking about when you were handling your customer service, that, you know, how we were talking about how Oprah's doing his segments on fatherless children and everybody knows the stats or they feel like they know these, I mean, astronomical stats when it comes to that, but, we already know those numbers. We already see the results. So now what do we do oh, about boy. it? What are the we solutions? And this is definitely a solution, you know, is, you know, see God's wisdom on this. So because his word says he will turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the children's heart back to their fathers. So oh, yeah. like you said, this is a God-sized problem, and he has a solution for it. We just have to pray for his wisdom so we can solve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because until have, then, uh, we're just going to keep, you know, hitting our heads up against the wall, and then it's going to continue to escalate. So that's what I, I saw that, because, like, but, you know, with, but, you know, when you think about it, when you think about all the variables that are involved with it, well, you know, that 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 fatherless child, be it a son or a daughter, you know, a mother and a father was involved in there somewhere. Yeah. So when you add those when you add those two to the equation, then you're looking at about forty million souls that are intertwined in in a web that, that seems virtually impossible, you know, to you know, to weed through and, and with man, you know, no things are impossible. But I I'm going with what the scripture says, with God, all things. All things <laughs> all things. And all things are possible to them that believe all things are possible. And Not that's just it. to those that believe all things are possible, that be- to them that believe that all things are possible. That's what, you know, that that could be a whole entire show, just on what you just said <laughs> and breaking it down like that. Because that you said a mouthful. I'm not even going to open a can right now. We'll have to do a show on that because that is the yeah. key to it. That that is huge. <laughs> that's like a secret is. that's being revealed. But we'll talk about that on a, on another show. Maybe next week. Who knows? But uh, we've ha- I love well, we well, have to have these kind of conversations. Well, you know something. We'll we'll finish this up on next week and just give you some some more practical things. And there's a, there's a few more scriptures I want to cover uh, dealing with you know godly wisdom, and that's why I'm using that term intentionally. If I say wisdom, then you can always interject in there, you know, earthly wisdom or your own personal wisdom. No, I'm I am intentionally and on purpose using walking in godly wisdom. Godly and we wisdom. know that. And we, we know that that wisdom is the one that descends from above, and that's the one we want to operate in. And all these attributes that we just talked about, you know, meditate on those things and see where you're deficient. You know, personally in each one of those areas and say, okay, you know, Lord, you know, show me how I need to 
never dealt with that. And I've been I've been I've been really partial with how I deal with people. You know, forgive me, you know, you know, help me to change my heart or change my heart and show me what I need to do. Because it is it's huge right now. It's you know, it's, it's one of the things that divides our country is impartiality. And maybe partial I'm sorry, partiality is what the bar now with country right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can go all the way down to our state and our community and our homes oh, and yeah. our businesses. Yeah. It, it is just taking over. So these were some good scriptures, a great starting point. And once we start um, talking about these scriptures, meditating on them, applying them, then we'll see some change. And if enough of us do that, then we'll see a huge change to combat oh, these yeah. numbers. And um and those numbers represent real people, real families, real children, real fathers, real mothers. So yeah. I'm I'm in it to to see a change in my lifetime because children deserve better. Well, it all starts with the it all starts with the person sitting sitting in your seat or the person that's looking in the mirror. That's that's where that's where it all begins, and it actually multiplies from there. But you you, you got to get self. Got to work on self before you try to. Well, let's say what's what's the old song? Sweep around your own front door <laughs> before you try yeah, to sweep around mine. Yeah, I used to do that song the other day. I said, man, I said, now that I said that that sounds so. This is so simple, but it's it's such a profound truth. And it we is. just put in a song. And if we would only do it, it, yeah, yeah. If people would really, really apply that. Handle your business before you try to handle mine, and we'll all be all right. That's right. Well, thank you, Michael, so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. And uh, please go back and listen to the archives of this show and many others, and you'll find some wisdom there. You'll find some inspiration some hope, some encouragement. You'll find entertainment there, too, because sometimes I tell you when Michael gets in that zone, he cracks us up. <laughs> but with everything we do, we try to we do our best, and we give God the glory for any positive fruit that comes out of you listening to these conversations. So we thank you all oh, so yeah. much. We appreciate oh, your yeah. listening. You know how to contact Michael Glory, APP, at AOL.com. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. <laughs> so, as always, in positive dream, big dreams. Help the one along the way. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.